the Honest to God series with Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are all very, very welcome. I am Ahanu and with me is my lovely Angel Rose. People are demanding answers. Basically exposing the truth. For us to explore in more detail today. This is the time period of truth being exposed of all the unhealed stuff coming out. So make sure you tune in. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now. You are very welcome. I am Ahanu and with me is my lovely Angel Rose. For those of you that follow our podcast on the Honest to God series, you will remember that at the end of last week, we left you dangling with a very intriguing question. Here's a reminder of that question and the answer. When we look at this whole possibility of time and space, how is it possible that with all the millions and billions of people on this planet, and let's just look at Earth only right now, how do you find one another? How does one soulmate find another amongst the millions of people and the millions and myriad of circumstances and synchronicities and possibilities? I think that's the amazing thing about life, isn't it, Hannah? And that's how you know it's pre-planned because I think there is an order to the universe and there is nothing missing Mm -hmm. in the sense like nobody's really lost Mm -hmm. to us in any way. They know. There's a knowing that happens behind the scenes deep, deep within us Mm -hmm. where we might not even be conscious of what we're doing why we're wanting to go to a particular place, for example. Mm. How many times have people said, well, I need to go here. I don't know why, I just need to go. And then they go, and then they meet somebody. But it's following that intuition that's very interesting. And not talking yourself out of it. Yes, it's recognizing that impulse. And that's why if you ever listened to any of these lessons on how to grow your friendships or whatever, what are they called? how to grow friends and influence people or something. Is that it? And they talk. Make friends and influence. How to make friends and influence. Yes. And they talk about asking people like, for example, how did you meet? Well, we ask that question from a different perspective. We ask because very often you can see the synchronicities almost in a line that happened to connect these two people together. And they always say, wow, it was a chance meeting, mm-hmm. don't they? They mm-hmm. say the possibilities of it happening was just perfect timing. Perfect timing, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what's happened to me. When I look at back in my life, I think, boy, that person couldn't have showed up a moment before yes. or a moment later. They showed yeah. up when they exactly when they were meant to. Even when I look at my own children, who are also, of course, your soulmates, children that you have in your life when they come in, when they leave, All of that is also part of the plan. But I think the important thing, you know, and what can we say to people who feel they have not met a soulmate? I would say maybe not in a romantic sense, maybe they haven't. But if they were really to take a look at who has showed up in their lives, friends, relatives, parents, children, animals, and take a look at what has been the progression or the themes that these people represent to them or reflect to them, Mm -hmm. they might find out a whole lot about what they're doing. Right. And also we would encourage you as you're listening to this to be thinking about these relationships of your own. As we said, 
any of relationships that are in your life and look at those perfect timings too from that perspective. If any of them are so synchronistic or so coincidental or are so bizarre that there must be something else to it, take note of them mm-hmm. because they are pointing to how you found one another across time and space. I mentioned about the war, for example. So say if somebody, they could be husband, wife, brother, sister, whatever, two men, two women, or any numbers of people have been doing something together before and find themselves doing something similar again now. So we mentioned about the familiarity, but it also could be an occupation. Like somebody could be a blacksmith and feel so comfortable doing this. Well, you're an artist and you're just a natural at it. Yeah. And that's an example. You came in with that sort of Mm -hmm. talent. You've done it before somewhere. And that's an example of the people in your lives who support you in doing what you've done because you've done it before. Right. Yeah. So these are great pointers. Now, in terms of time and space also, we're familiar with the concept of time cycles. And maybe, Angel Rose, you might just mention about time cycles just to put it into context about what we're talking about here. Right. It's, it's really soulmates deciding when are they going to incarnate together. You're floating up in spirit and you're waiting for the perfect timing. And so you might wait for a planetary cycle to come in that would afford, like now, you know, people are aware we're in an accelerated period of waking up. Consciousness is waking up for people. And the opportunity for more light and more healing is accelerated. They may wait for a time cycle like this to come in in order for everybody to take advantage Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the opportunity. But usually that's ahead of time. Like I Mm -hmm. said, not a moment before, not a moment after. It's all planned for the right opportunity. Yes. Okay. So the next thing along this line is how these opportunities can lead to accelerated progress. Right. And that's what I mentioned. Like now we're in a time period where there's changes going on in the cosmos that are very rapid. There's more light coming into the planet. Mm-hmm. More people are waking up. Their DNAs get stimulated. Yes. Okay. And there's opportunity, like I said, great healing, great clearing away of old soulmate relationships, by the way, that are maybe here to be completed. Yes. Old karmic patterns that perhaps are here to be cleared. Mm-hmm. And that, when you recognize it, can be the very pointer, can be the the path, the way to that higher calling and can lead to your soul purpose, as it were. We're looking at a picture of a couple half naked lying on the floor, obviously right. very Ready attracted. to do it, Ohana. Ready to do it. Ohana, that's pretty risque, huh? It is. It is, but it kind of says it, doesn't it? And the question is, how do you know? How do you know? And one of the things you do know is that there's always in these soulmate relationships, a strong attraction or a strong repulsion. Right. And that goes back really full circle, doesn't it, Hannah, to that irresistible pull we were talking about mm-hmm. in the beginning where you don't know what it is about the person. You just can't stay away. It's like a, ma- it's like a magnet. You're just yes. magnetically you're drawn to each other. Moth to a flame. Even though your mind is going, what are you doing? Yes. Are you crazy? Yes. Some other part of you is saying, I can't help myself. 
I got to know them. I got to be with them. You feel helpless in you some do. ways. Well, sometimes it's yeah. so overwhelming, yeah. isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. But the opposite also, you know, that negative, that repulsion mm-hmm. is interesting too. And I've heard people say, I don't understand it. I don't know why I don't like this person, mm-hmm. you know, or I don't know why I hate them even to use a stronger word. Right. And this can be part of the knowing like right. there's something going on there that needs to be understood yeah. or needs to be forgiven mm-hmm. or needs to be reconciled. So yes. in a way we can say that it's like being in extremes, either so strongly attracted, you, can, you can't stay away or being so repelled. Yes. That that doesn't make any sense to you either. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the question to ask in these types of situations is, is it healthy? Does it feel healthy? Because bear in mind that if there's a repulsion there, that could be a healthy repulsion. That could be a warning to you that says, stay away. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. Or it might also be something that you might want to inquire about inside yourself mm-hmm. by journaling is why yes. does that person yes. annoy you like that? Or why do you have that reaction? So anyway, yeah. we could briefly touch on that. That's a little, when we get into some deeper self-work and even the ones that are strong attractions, that seem like, oh, my God, I've just fallen in love. I can't help myself. You're in the sack the very first night. Sometimes are those really healthy? And that's another thing. To yes, because they could also be destructive. This is the point. They could. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And a lot of soulmates, too, find themselves in abusive relationships, too. They remember the person from a past life. They're so familiar. They've got this connection. And some people do make the mistake of thinking that just because they feel they've known that person before, that that means they're supposed to be together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it doesn't always. There's yes. lots of reasons why soulmates connect. So Angel Rose mentioned about doing self-work. So you can gather now that all of this is moving towards really knowing yourself and knowing your relationships and knowing why there is that strong attraction or that strong repulsion and understanding it because they all lead to personal growth somewhere along the line. And it's if a, we work with them, if we work with them, exactly. The other thing, the way we know is through mental telepathy. It's like you understand these people through your mind, as it were, without words. Right. Some people say, uh, you know, we don't have to talk. I just connect mentally. They don't even have to be in the same city, same country. And they're connecting and understanding each other. Right. You did that with me, Ahana, when you would call me at particular times and that's another thing or, but it happens right now where you always know what to make for dinner or when to bring something up to me. And, and you actually make the comments to each other. Like, I know I heard you. Yeah. Okay. Without yeah. really. Or I'm already doing it. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. It just starts to happen very easily. Yes. Yeah. That's perfect examples. Or you call, they call right when you're thinking of them or. Stuff like that. They walk into a store that you own right when you're saying, oh, I wish they'd walk into the store. Yeah. Or you mentioned earlier about needing comfort and somebody just turns up to be the provider of that comfort because there's this deep knowing. Or they'll call you up. I had a soulmate one time who used to call me up. We weren't romantic. We were just friends. And he'd say, yes. You know, like he'd always. Knowing, exactly. And he could tell by the sound of my voice if what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of deep level where yeah. how does that person know you so well? Yeah. It comes from the past. Yes. Okay. Now we want to look at strange meetings because sometimes there can be a very unusual flow to these meetings. 
Right. Well, usually when it's when you least expect it. They're perfectly timed. They're unexpected. There's no conscious thought about it. It's just something that occurs, could be in a coffee shop, could be at a dance, could be while you're on a bus with somebody and you happen to sit down next to who you think is a stranger. I mean, all sorts of strange places, strange meetings, like you said, could be, you know, you're just on vacation. We know somebody who went on vacation to Hawaii and ended up meeting her twin flame who lived there. But if she didn't go to Hawaii right then and there, she probably wouldn't have met him. Yes. So that's another perfect timing. So in your case, jot down where you may have met the people in your life, the odd places and the odd times and the strange coincidences that led up to that, because they will help guide you as to the type of relationship that it is. And some of these relationships, of course, defy all logic. They do. They make no sense. Like I say, they're totally chance meetings or synchronicities, or you drop a book in a bookstore and somebody picks it up for you, or the guy behind you buys you a cup of coffee and, or smiles at you a certain way, mm-hmm. and, or, you know, any kind of thing like that. But you are right. If, they, if you start to go back and look at who has shown up in your life, they don't have to be a romantic partner. They could be anybody. They could be your parents. They could be your siblings. And you start taking a look at what are you really doing for each other? What What's the relationships like? What's being stimulated? What are the patterns or themes that these people either aggravate in you or they help you move through? I mean, all of these are kind of soulmate themes and patterns. And we'd like you to start kind of taking a look at what are the actors in your play doing and what have you asked them to do? We're going to go through a little summary of what we've covered today because we've covered a lot actually and we want to get a good understanding of that before we move into our other modules and we started with that irresistible pull and we talked about how you know these people in your life and that sense of how do you know me so well what's going on we emphasized the importance of drilling down to understand how you know me so well and Look to the pointers like it feels like it feels familiar. It feels comfortable. And then we talked a little bit about going across time and space for this understanding, the possibility that these relationships are predestined and finding one another, despite all possibilities that it couldn't have happened any other way. Let's take a quick little studio break here. And we'll be right back after this break. Don't go away. Years of research, thousands of profound statements, hundreds of sessions, miles of transcripts, months of listening, a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you. Join worldofempowerment.com today, a members-only website of practical spirituality for your fast-changing world worldofempowerment.com Ahanu's book, The Reincarnation of Columbus, is his true story of the loss of his first child, his pain and struggle with grief, and the guilt that followed. It forms his entire philosophy of life and is a superb rendering of the unfolding of spiritual awareness. The Reincarnation of Columbus is a true epic voyage 
from the pain and sorrow of a father's grief to a new world of empowerment, love, and forgiveness. Get your copy on Amazon.com or on Kindle for $2.99 by searching for A-H-O-N-U or visit http colon slash slash thereincarnationofcolumbus.com. That's all one word, thereincarnationofcolumbus.com. And then we spoke a little bit about time cycles and taking the opportunity to incarnate together so that you can either grow in awareness or help each other in some way or become part of a soul journey together through a soul family. Then we went into how do you know these relationships? We spoke a little bit about the strong attractions that they can be or the strong repulsions. And we mentioned that a lot of these display mental telepathy as a pointer, as a way of recognizing them. And then we also told some stories about the strange meetings and how not only can it be a stranger, but a strange place, a strange time and strange circumstances that can lead to you to uncovering these relationships. So now we come to our question and answer session and we are opening the floor so that you can ask any question you like about what we've covered or any relationship that you may have in your life that you want to find answers to. So we've got a bunch of questions that are coming in, Angel Rose. So let's just deal with them in the order that they've come in. First question is, should this whole program have been called past lives, future wives? Because that's what you seem to be saying, that past life can have an influence on my life right now. And if it's a relationship that, you know, would that name be more suitable? Past, no, past I don't life, think so. Past lives, future wives. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So the next question. I've had my aura picture taken and it was red. And the person told me that the red stood for love and that I was in love. But at that point in time, I was very angry with my partner. So was the red symbolizing anger instead of love? Or how come it is that red is the color of love and red is also the color of anger? I think it talks, it's talking about which part of you is activated. Okay. So if I saw a red aura, I would definitely think it was some sort of anger or irritation someplace. What you would see if, if it was about love is you'd see more green in the aura. You'd see more yellows, uh, some pastel pinks, for example. Green is the color of the heart chakra. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I think the red perhaps is coming from the indication in modern graphics that the heart is red and the, the love heart is now painted red color. Yeah, so, I know. But that's not what it looks like in your aura. And the aura should be green. Yeah. Okay. Next question is about enemies. You mentioned about enemies and how a lot of them were predestined to kind of come back and teach us a lesson and so on. And the question is, what if I forgive my enemies? What happens? And then the second part of this question is, what if I forgive my partner for stuff and he doesn't forgive me? Okay. That's a good question because in terms of your own personal soul growth, it's not about what the other person does. It's about what you do. 
Okay. So if you're, you recognize that you've got an old soulmate and it's been a negative experience, let's just say through some few lifetimes and it, and it repeats in this lifetime. Forgiveness is always the highest lesson in any situation in terms of being able to let go, let go of somebody and do it with a blessing, not wanting revenge. Okay. That's true forgiveness. So in that case, if the, if you forgive them and they don't forgive you, then I would say that obviously the relationship is not meant to be, first of all, it's not meant to continue. And you've done the highest that you've you can done what do you can it. do. And if the other person isn't interested in moving it forward in a healing type of a way, then you really don't have a relationship anymore. But it does indicate that if you've done your forgiveness work and you're truly neutral about it now, you don't offer any ill will towards the person, you don't want revenge, then you will not have to meet that person again in another lifetime. Okay. The next question asks about, well, I think it it relates back to when we were speaking about soul themes and being born in particular places and maybe to particular families. I was born into poverty. Why would I have chosen that? Well, I don't know because I'm not looking at your time stream, but you can be sure that there would be a reason. And also, don't forget that you can change any circumstance around if you want to, but it usually requires that you have to do a little bit of subconscious exploration to see what kind of belief system might be in there that's causing poverty for you. And you could also do some journaling about it and make a list and ask yourself, uh, what's the benefits of being poor, for example? Okay, a lot of times the benefits are convoluted. In other words, they don't really make any logical sense, but some part of you believes they do. But you do have to do a little bit of homework when it comes to those sorts of things in order to understand. And it's very simple. You just get out an notebook and a pen and you say, I am experiencing poverty because I believe. I blank, ju- blank. Blank, blank. And whatever yeah. comes out. And don't censor. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's good advice. The next question, Angie Rose, is uh, you mentioned about the black sheep of the family. I believe I'm the black sheep of my family. And again, the question is, I'm not clear as to why I would have chosen that because it has led to a lot of conflict between me and my family. Well, like I said, a lot of times in those situations, it's just a foundational springboard. In other words, there are times when soul group families come in together and those sorts of things happen where you don't have good relationships with other family members. So depending on the dynamics, this is when you have to look deeper and find out what is it about? What's underneath the service? And we're going to be looking at ways to do that in the future in, in this course. But sometimes if you're in an abusive family, for example, chances are your lesson is to carry on with yourself and not try to establish re- more relationships with your siblings or your parents. I've had people ask me that question. Oh, I've had a horrible relationship with my family. I feel bad. Should I continue to try to reconcile? And sometimes the answer is yes. And sometimes it's no. Sometimes it's no. No, the whole point was to disconnect. These are cases where you have to look beneath the surface and see what is really going on here. Okay. The last question you mentioned during today's talk about 
some of these soulmate relationships can be obsessive or negative. Well, I've had an obsessive and negative person in my life. They were absolutely obsessed with me, claiming that they loved me to the ends of the earth, claiming that they were going to kill themselves because of me. And it was Mm. very negative. Mm. And I said no to it. I ended up moving away to another city because I didn't want to have anything to do with this person. Did I do the right thing? Well, like I said, I'm not looking at your soul energy, but off the top of my head, I would say yes. I've had that happen too, where people have called and it's a soulmate connection, but the personalities are not jiving. And we're going to talk more about that in future modules. And one of the people kept threatening to commit suicide if the other person left. And obviously the other person has not left because of that fear. They would, did not want to be responsible mm-hmm. if the person actually did do that. I remember. So there's a whole lesson in, in that in terms of removing yourself from that sort of a blackmail. Really, it's emotional blackmail. But you can see how a soulmate connection would cause a person to stay indefinitely because they would feel... Well, I've got this connection to this person and therefore I should look out for them. So that's another whole story. But yes, that can happen. So that brings us to the end of the questions. We put together for you just for your own self-exploration and to inquire a little more deeply about what are some of your own soulmate connections and how do you identify or are there people in your life that you can recognize as soulmates? So Mm -hmm. that's just it's optional. It's not a have to. It's just for your own self inquiry and self-discovery. Yes, we do encourage you, though, to download that questionnaire and answer the questions. Mm -hmm. And the reason being because you're here seeking answers and understanding. And in answering these questions, they will help you with that understanding. Like, for example, the first one in our questionnaire is describe those in your life who you believe are soulmates. Because you may write down a list of people who you think are not soulmates. And as we go through our modules, Mm -hmm. you'll start to be able to discern. Are they or aren't they? Are they or aren't they? Exactly. Another question is, were those relationships positive or negative? Mm -hmm. And it will help you understand how a negative relationship or what you may have perceived as a negative relationship may in fact be helping you become stronger. Or you'll recognize that you have this agreement, as it were, between you so that one or the other has been helped or has planned it out in advance. Another thing that you want to ask yourself is what have you learned or what are you continuing to learn from these relationships? And that's a good thing to look into in depth. Or what have you not learned? Or what have you not learned? How have these soulmates accelerated your soul path? And that's a deeper question, but also needs attention because Sometimes people disregard relationships very easily or throw them under the bus or just dismiss them as not being important. And this is something that does need your attention. How have these soulmates accelerated your soul path? And the next question is to make a gratitude list relating to these soulmates. Now, why is this important? Angie Rose, just address the idea of gratitude for a moment. Well, gratitude is an interesting energy because it's it's acknowledging that on a level everything's been perfect in your life, that whoever has shown up in your life has done their job well, no matter what the circumstances, what the environment, and that you helped 
you know, bring them in. They, you all agreed, all helped design it. So you're thanking them really for showing up and providing those opportunities Mm -hmm. in your life. And I find too, that, you know, there's been times in my life where I didn't think I was grateful for anything. You know, I was in a bad place, but then when I sat down and made a gratitude list, I was actually very surprised at all the things that I was saying thank you for. So it's just a good exercise to do to shift you into a place of appreciation. And also it opens the door for you to start to see all the different connections in your life and how they've they've all kind of woven themselves together for you, for your good, for your benefit. Yes, beautiful. So that's the end of the session now, but let's have a quick look at what's coming next so that you can be prepared and we'll give you an outline of that. We're going to now look at the purpose of soulmates. And we are going to continue looking at your previous relationships and why they matter right now. We're also going to see how they are a catalyst for growth. And we did mention briefly, just introduce the possibility that all soulmate relationships can be a catalyst for your growth. We want to look at the possibility that even the negative ones can be that same catalyst and how you can grow faster from that understanding. And then we're going to introduce a whole new possibility that there may be the potential of chakra mastery. Now, we're not going to explain this right now because it's the next module, but we will be going to this into this in great detail. Some of you may have an understanding of the chakras. This will open up a whole range of new possibilities. So it leaves us at the end of this session with the option to contact us. Our email address is angelrose at angelrose.com. Well, that brings us to the end of our session today. And we look forward to speaking to you again next time around, where we will cover soulmates in greater detail as we move through. So we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you for being with us from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. Thank you and bye-bye. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.